Hi, everyone, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm hoping you're feeling great today. Magical outside. There is a snowy downpour after a snow and rain day yesterday. So that's not what I want. That's not what I like. But that's what we got. So let's just live with it. Uh, I'm going to walk a dog in a little bit. I've been taking care of a lovely dog named Chloe. Chloe's great dog. Chloe's beautiful. Border Collie. Lassie face. And yeah, Chloe is making my heart sing a little bit. There was a cat earlier this week I was taking care of named Parsley. Parsley's cute. Then we got Manny over here. I'm telling you, the animals are saving my life. I don't know why. They just are, you know? Sometimes the animals are bad. I'm not someone who can spend days and days with the stressed out dog, although I have. If I do, I feel loathed. You know, like if a dog is barking at you and you have my temperament, you just feel like the world hates you. It's like if a baby, you were to pass by a baby and it would point at you and frown. Some people probably get off on that, but not me. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick Flanagan. This is a show that I normally do. I try to do it four times a week if I can. This week it was a little less. Lots going on. This is like classic me. Beginning of the year feels like nothing's happening. And then by the time the middle of the year goes rolls around, you're like, oh, maybe some stuff is happening. And then uh, quickly goes away again. No, that's just how it feels, yo. Plus, this is a special year. Mid-2018 into 2019 is just a special time for me where I'm starting to feel better. I'm working on feeling better. I'm taking myself out of a lot of competitive situations. You know, that's the hardest thing. It's like people who don't go to bars anymore when they quit smoking because they'll want to smoke if they're at the bar. Uh, now, a bar, as I learned this past weekend, and I'll tell you a little bit later, not a great place. Uh, anyway, so you're not really missing much, you know. Uh, however, I love doing comedy. But if I feel anxious, stressed out, like a failure, and I, I really, I, I'm at a fragile point right now in the year, better than before. But still, there's like so much I'm trying to work on. And uh, if I'm feeling that, it shows. Maybe I can't be around them as much. I don't really know. But that's been maybe an underlying thing going on. And the same is true. If I'm not confident in my writing abilities, you know, maybe it's harder for me to reach out and try to get writing jobs. If it's, you know, if I, I my point is self-confidence is a must. And it turns out a personal trainer who it felt like was going to make me feel really confident, too expensive, and uh, some weird stuff going on. Anyway, uh, so personal trainer's dream. Maybe if uh, on the Patreon I'll, I'll uh, make one of the things if I make $1,000 a month, I promise to <laughs> go to a personal trainer eight times a month. I will put $800 of, your, of that $1,000 in towards uh, muscles and core strength. 
Although someone told me that I should just download a Nike app. And uh, sorry for the wobbly camera. Um, download that. Someone told me I should just download a, a Nike app, and uh, that's a really good way of. Uh, they have some sort of a series of exercises you can do. I might even do a night gym tonight. It could be that night. Who knows? I've been driving a lot too. I'm so used to driving in Los Angeles. Um, it's affected driving in Toronto in a good way because I have some longer uh, commutes. And uh, before it used to be, I'd uh, drive in Toronto and be stressed out. LA, the commutes are so long because I don't do highways because I'm scared. You know, this is what I'm saying. This is, this is what I'm talking about. We don't do things for long enough. Suddenly we d develop a pathological fear of them. Clowns, for instance. You don't have sex with a clown early enough in your life. Next thing you know, you're scared of clowns for your whole life. The only way to avoid fear of clowns is sex with clowns. Same is true for police officers. Same is true for um, people with hairy underarms. Uh, you know, this. you do this early, then you don't care later. And the best thing in life is to accept all beyond quite a, a few moral transgressions. And uh, But you just accept everybody and everything for who they are. Right. You, you, got, uh, you got some kind of visible mole. You can still come to my party. You got, you got a uh, alopecia. I want you on my soccer team. If you're good enough to play on the soccer team, footy, as they call in the UK, footy. One of my favorite bars in LA was called Footsies. I did like going there. I actually liked going to bars in Los Angeles. Um, I think it's because. It's an escape from the nothingness is, that is life at home, you know. And alcohol helps when you feel insecure, and many people feel insecure there. People real. What's so interesting to me too these days is like how easy it is to uh, compound our addictions. One thing that gets in the way. Not enough. I need like cause lots of problems. So, oh, you like smoking? Cool. Well, what if you were to smoke all the time but also drink all the time? What if you were to smoke all the time and smoke weed all the time? And what if you were to uh, watch porn all the time and smoke and drink all the time and smoke weed? So and play video games all the time. This is an interesting. We love to pile them up and see how functional we can be. You know, what can man and woman, what can humankind withstand? Um, yeah, my friend was in town this weekend and uh, I went to a concert, saw some acts, saw some old friends, had some chats. That was nice. Uh, it's nice to see friends. I don't love seeing them at shows. You know, you see friends at shows, you're like, Hey, what's, what have you been up to? You're screaming. Someone, how do you like, do you like the band? What have you been doing for the last few years? What? 
you know, I drank. And then I made a colossal error that I foreshadowed earlier. My friends were like, should we get a drink somewhere after this? And I said, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Midnight, after midnight. After midnight, uh, go home. Stay up till 7 a.m. I don't care, but go home. Stream, <laughs> live stream. Go on Fortnite. Hit the Sega Genesis. Write a novel. Go home. Get on the phone with someone in a different time zone. Bake a souffle. Anything but going to a bar after midnight. I used to think, you know, staying up till four at a party or something or staying up and seeing the sun at a party was the kind of thing you only needed to do once. But, you know, staying at a bar till 2 a.m., that's just what you can do. Why? Why do it? More money. Strangers. The later you stay at the bar, the more likely you are to conversate with strangers. And look, I conversate with strangers all the time. Uh, just yesterday, I was talking to a comedian, Chris Sandiford, who I run into, ran into on, who I run into on the subway. And we were talking about Denzel Washington and Malcolm X, the movie. And this guy suddenly stands up and he goes, hey, you know what? I, you guys talking about Denzel Washington? I love training day. But we weren't even talking about training day. Everyone knows the Denzel Washington style that's in training day. What about the Malcolm? If he was like, oh, yeah, Malcolm X, that didn't. Because we were like, did he win an Oscar for Malcolm X? Did Malcolm X win any Oscars? And we still haven't solved it because this guy who came into the conversation didn't answer the most pertinent thing we were trying to find out. Strangers. Not good. Not useful. I've butted into a lot of conversations. Most of the time, doesn't go great. You know, I always feel that. Feel that so acutely when I step into a conversation. Unasked. People like, what is this guy doing? Who is this guy? What is he talk? Why is he talking to us? And in my head, I don't know why I am. I just am scrambling. Being in public is all about scrambling to think about how to feel normal in the next moment. And sometimes talking to people seems like the right idea, yet it rarely is. And that's why when you meet someone who's like, hey, join the party. Here's a cheese cube. Eat it. You're so thankful. You're so thankful for those people. And those people are dying off. I mean, how? I don't want to be an old guy. I am an old guy. But I don't want to be sound, come off like one. But you know what? A lot of young kids that talk like this and then like one syllable answers and they don't look at you. They're going to be adults talking like that soon, and it's going to be a goddamn shy mess. But if there's some young people listening to this show, I love you, and I respect you, and I want you to mentor me. I'm not going to mentor you. You are going to mentor this guy. So I'm walking Chloe, cutest dog. Post some pictures sometime on the Instagram. I think I posted one on the Instagram, actually. Uh, if I didn't, you're going to get one. I'll definitely put one up soon. It's just all of my pictures of Chloe or her like attacking 
this uh, thick piece of rope, some kind of a toy she likes. I'm walking this delightful dog the other day, yeah, all across the neighborhood land, and uh, she's like the cutest, wiggling herself all this way and that, smiling, panting in a happy way, I hope, smelling everything, you know, not, not really, not inducing stress. All these cool people, quotation marks around cool, except they are cool in the most literal sense of the word. Frigid. You know, people with their beanies, black beanies, shaved heads, little mustaches and beards, women all in black, not Orthodox Jews. They're just all in black. They're walking by this dog like it might as well be a sandbag me dragging a sandbag they don't care they're practically averting their eyes so you see a beautiful dog this gift on earth this wonderful ray of light shining purity happiness no stress and you won't register it you won't take a second and go oh yeah this can exist instead you're like I hate that everybody goes to the bathroom and I can't stop thinking about it. Well, you, okay. A dog will make you to think about that because dogs are pretty much always going to the bathroom, especially this dog. But I mean, you know, you're like, Oh God, there's war. Not with dogs. I don't know if you know about a movie called the dog that stopped the war. Look it up. It's sad, but dogs can stop wars. So yeah, people, you see a dog. If it's a good dog, you've got to smile at it. And teach your children to do that. And if you don't have children and you're a teacher, tell the students to do that. And if your family doesn't do that, take them for a walk and tell them to do that. You know, change the DNA, man, from someone who doesn't like taking a minute and smiling at a puppy. To someone who is grateful for these naked, furry <laughs> bags of flesh <laughs> that need us. And we need them. That's what I'm trying to say. Back in music today is a band called High Priest. It's my friend uh, Ryan's new band. I saw him yesterday. And I did the door for a show last night. It's been all kinds of, I'm back in the rock world. Apparently, going to shows, seeing Earl Sweatshirt and Mike next week. Very excited for that. Yeah, I love a good time. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I still feel uncomfortable at shows, like I said, awkward. But I am, again, thankful to be out in the community. It's best. Those are always jobs I like. I was like an usher even a dishwasher, you wouldn't think it was a communal job, but you're sort of, you know, wandering around picking up plates or some guy is handing you a bunch of dirty dishes and they're like, how's it going? I'll be like, you know, three more hours. Like, yeah. You know, so I like these convivial jobs. I'm not sure. 
That's all I know. Usher. Speaking of stopping wars, I think Owen Benjamin might be the person who stops the next civil war. Omarosa too, but that was a while ago that that all happened. Remember? Omarosa. I talked about this on a really old podcast episode, but Omarosa from The Apprentice was hired by Donald Trump to be in the Trump White House. And uh, then she left. She was did that thing. She like did a reverse version of what a lot of people did. A lot of people got famous because they were like, like Ben Shapiro. He kind of ascended in profile because he was like, you know something, I don't like Trump. I got to say, I don't like Trump and I don't like Breitbart anymore and I don't like Steve Bannon, you know? And then he suddenly got on like all these different like mainstream things like CBC profiles. What does a Canadian media company need from Ben Shapiro? They don't need to talk to him about anything, but they did. And um, then after swearing that all this stuff was bad, once Trump was in office, they were sort of on his side or at least against the side of the others. But Omarosa was taken into the White House. And by the end of it, she came out Michael Cohen style and said, Trump's crazy. I don't want anything to do with him. He's crazy. And uh, you know, my theory is she saw some dollar signs in that as well. Every American with that kind of fame tends to sort of operate on a dollar sign driven level. And uh, when I say, you know, the reality star era of person, they love them dollar signs. They can only orgasm if you're wearing a dollar sign emoji over your head on a webcam, talking to them on one of these anonymous chat websites like chat roulette. Chat roulette, more like Russian roulette, makes me want to kill myself. <clears throat> but yeah, Omarosa's revelations about Trump were like very interesting. And uh, I think there might have been a few people who were turned by her. I mean, I, got, I guess what I'm saying, if there's enough people who think it's a stinking ship, they'll leave and say all kinds of crazy stuff about him. But I don't think he'll lose his base. However, so Omarosa was like the beginning of this. Someone who, as a personality, was associated with this. It's not far from if, if Candace Owens suddenly was like, I, you know, I hate Trump. It's like when Glenn Beck was doing this sort of running around saying how sorry he was for the way he was. Now he's exactly the same as he was. But the guy now is Owen Benjamin. I can't stop. I've talked about him since a couple weeks ago with Chris Locke. I can't stop watching what's going on with Owen Benjamin. It is insane. I mean, it is just... I mean, it's an example of the pull of toxicity. The magnetic pull of a toxic... I want to say person, but vibe. Um, here's a guy. I've probably described his rise and fall in the last little while. L.A. comedian. 
known in the scene, had a show at the uh, LA Improv, the heart of Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, one of these piano comedians, really tall, on lots of TV shows. Um, and then when the Google thing happened, where that guy sent some sort of memo to Google and people were, you know, mad at him because it was a stupid, it was something about women not being interested in working at Google or something. Owen Benjamin made like a piano song defending free speech, defending this guy. And it began. That was the beginning. Next thing you know, he's hanging out with Jordan Peterson. He's using all kinds of racial epithets on Twitter for no good reason. He's fighting with all of his old friends. He's moved out of Los Angeles. He's in some bizarre, you know, not bizarre. He's in maybe like the woods, some community where you have the woods in your backyard, which sounds quite nice, frankly. And he was railing against all the usual stuff for free speech, you know, pro anti-abortion, heavy Christianity. I mean, it seemed unhinged if you ask me, even at that time, but he definitely amassed a following. And, uh, I, he, early on, he was associated with, you know, your Jordan Peterson types, uh, some other people along those lines. Here's the thing about Owen Benjamin far and away, you know, the funniest of the personalities, uh, in that world, not the most hilarious person at all, but far and away the funniest with like Gavin McKinnis maybe being like 10,000 miles behind, but then the second funniest. And uh, yeah, like, so everything was, everything's kind of unfurling with Owen Benjamin. He's feuding with LA comics he used to know because of his viewpoints. He's going on Joe Rogan. He went on Joe Rogan a lot. And then something happened and he turned on everybody. He turned on Jordan Peterson, turned on Sam Harris. Keeps on talking about Sam Harris, who says he looks like Ben Shapiro, which I, not Ben Shapiro. He says this guy, Sam Harris, who you probably don't know if you're watching this or listening, who you probably don't know if you're listening to this, but maybe you do. Uh, maybe you're as, maybe my audience is actually people who are as much junkies for this kind of stuff as I am. But uh, he said, Sam Harris looks like Ben Stiller, which I <laughs> thought was funny. And uh, yeah, I just started railing against all these people on his side. And now he's talking about the moon landing being fake. He's talking about Jews all the time. It sounds like he might be Jewish, but he's denying that. And he's just really, really going on a deep anti-Semitic thing. He's fighting with Alex Jones even now. And at the drop of a hat, he's smack-talking like every L.A. comedian he ever worked with. I find this fascinating. <laughs> and he does these live streams and his eyes are crazy. He's drinking all the time. I, I know this is a bad thing to support. I mean, I'm not giving this guy money. He has a, his well of supporters and he's asking them for money seemingly all the time. I'm not giving him money. And I don't even know if I'm giving anyway. I, I just can't stop looking though. It's, it's almost my version of Charlie Sheen where Charlie Sheen was just the spectacle 
that everybody was paying attention to. But this dude is just like going down a, a heavy duty rabbit hole, probably has bad mental health, but he's a great example to me of, but, but I think he's the one who um, might take all these people down. He's like reciting personal emails on his live stream. He's putting people on blast, as they say, even though he's on their side, ostensibly. And I, I really think it's the more people that are like that, that are in it for themselves and feel betrayed, the more chance they are, there is that that sort of far right wing weird ideology that's reactionary and based on the idea that everyone is trying to censor them and take control will splinter, which is really the only way to kind of get rid of the uh, bad effects of it. That being said, Owen Benjamin has a huge following. You know, he, he he's doing better on Patreon. Probably most comedians Patreon, he's I mean, he's, he's got fans and they listen to everything he's saying. And as it gets increasingly crazed, he's uh, <laughs> maybe going to have a weird cult and they're going to go to the forest together. And I don't know, like howl and maybe do something even worse than howl. Anyway, it's another thing where I see someone's mental illness essentially, uh, being enabled because it fits in with other people's views on the world. So instead of someone saying, Owen, you need to dry up. You need to use this money you're making, take, take some time off, focus on the family with James Dobson and take a second because you're not well. It seems to me like you have the means to, he has the means to like take that time off. And Charlie Sheen did too. But everybody wanted it to continue because they wanted to see how far, how low you can go. I'm done. I gotta go. Got a dog to walk. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to donate to my Patreon, there will be a message afterwards telling you how to do that. Pretty sure you know how you can do that. And uh, just have a great week. Today's Monday. You're probably going to hear this. or it's that. Have a great week. It's going to be uh, fun. We're all going to learn how to live with each other this week. This is the week. I, I can feel it. And yeah, if you're in Toronto, I'm doing a show Wednesday at the Transact with Kurt Newman. Um, so yeah, that'll be really fun. And thanks to everyone who is at the Overdose Prevention Society benefit I did the other week. You were very kind to me. I heard it got a little bit rough after I left, but I had fun. And I think money was raised. So I guess that's good. Bye, thanks.
And if you want to support the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash nickflanagan. You can follow us on Instagram at nickflanaganweekly, on Twitter at nickflanweekly, and you can sign up for my newsletter at tinyletter.com slash nickflanagan. Flanagan Weekly Nick Flanagan Weekly